I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Number two, Iowa hosts Purdue for a homecoming game. It's a 2.30 kick at historic Kinnick Stadium. As of right now, Iowa a 12-point favorite. And my guest today covers Purdue for the Journal and Courier in Lafayette. It's Mike Carmen. Mike, thank you for the time today. Thanks for having me. Mike, no Hawkeye fan is taking this game lightly. We know that Jeff Brom has had the Iowa's number for, for four years now. We know what David Bell can do. We also know that a lot of teams see a chance to play spoiler to Iowa and knock off a number two team. What's your sense of how Purdue as a program and, and as a fan base feels about this game this weekend? Well, uh, they they know the success that Purdue had the uh, in three of the last four years, and you know part of that, you know they're they're banking on that to, to kind of happen again. But uh, if you listen to Jeff Brom during his Monday uh, press conference, uh, what they did those first two years as far as going over the top of Iowa's defense, he said that's no longer the case. They don't they don't allow that anymore. Uh, so. Uh, Purdue's going to have to figure out some different ways to try to attack that high Iowa defense. You know, I think they're they're keeping everything kind of in front of them uh, from a secondary standpoint. Uh, you know, maybe maybe what Jeff did, maybe what Purdue did those first couple years, you know, forced them to revamp. You know, some of the things that they did, uh, or it, it exposed a little bit of a weakness. Uh, but uh, Purdue's going to have to find a different way to to move the ball other than just trying to take deep shots all day. So uh, with that, you know, the the fan base, you know, holds on to that hope a little bit, but uh, they also know that Purdue's own struggles right now in the, in the red zone as far as scoring touchdowns is something that needs to get solved if they're, if they're going to have a chance to, to win that game on Saturday. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Is is David Bell healthy? And and if so, who's going to be throwing him the ball Saturday afternoon? Yeah, David Bell's healthy. He played in the Minnesota game. Um, you know, a couple weeks after sustaining the concussion at Notre Dame. Uh, and, you know, Aiden O'Connell right now is the starting quarterback. It uh, doesn't mean that uh, Purdue won't use multiple quarterbacks in this game, but, uh, you know, all signs point to Aiden O'Connell starting this game. And, you know, he played, he played against Iowa last year uh, in the season opener. 
you know, the October season, season opener of 2020. <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, David Bell caught 13 passes. He's caught 13 passes in, in two games against Iowa. So I know he has the attention of the Iowa defense, but yeah, as of, as of right now, it's, you know, it's O'Connell and, and he'll, he'll be trying to get the ball to David Bell as much as possible. All right. Who else should Iowa fans be looking for when, when Purdue has the ball, who else is dangerous on that offense? Well, they're going to, they're supposed to get their tight end back. They're starting tight end back this week, Payne Durham. Uh, he went out uh, of the Illinois game with a concussion. Uh, didn't play against Minnesota, and then Purdue had the off week. So uh, he, he did practice Sunday, according to Jeff Brom, and all signs point to him playing. Uh, he, he's got nine career touchdown passes, and eight have come in the red zone. Uh, so if you, you know, he, he's a big weapon in this offense, along with David Bell. And, you know, I think the, they should have both of their. They're bo- both their passing weapons uh, available for this game, and that that does help kind of stretch the defense out a little bit and create some openings. You know, and the, it, it, Purdue struggled to run the ball consistently this year, but King Drew uh, did have 95 yards of uh, of rushing uh, against Minnesota, and if they can build on that, you know, that would be a positive uh, for Purdue. Um, I mean, did you want me to touch on defensively? Yeah, who, yeah, who absolutely. Out? Yeah, who who should we be looking for on defense as well? Uh, George Garloftis is the defensive end, and uh, you know he's a he's a surefire NFL player. Um, this will probably be his last year since he's a junior. Uh, he's having a really good year. You look at the numbers, and they don't jump out at you because he doesn't have the sacks and stuff like that. But he has the hurries, the pressures. Um, you know, he's getting held a lot, which is not being called, which is very frustrating to Jeff Brom and the Purdue fans. But that that does open up some other areas on the defensive line uh, for them to, to get some pressure in the backfield. And they, they've done that on occasion. They just need to do it a little bit more. Uh, they should get Corey Trice back, a cornerback. He's a, he's a 6'3 guy, um, long and lanky and re- really athletic. Uh, and they, they've played pretty well in the secondary this year for the most part. Uh, I think they're limiting teams to 52% completion percentage, which is second in the second among Big Ten teams. So, you know, they, they've, their defense is a lot better than it was last year. Uh, they just need that to continue now until you know, maybe until their offense kind of catches up with them. I know how that is as, as a Hawkeye fan. Yeah, we're we're dealing with some of that same stuff over here, uh, Mike. As you look at this matchup, kind of as a whole. Uh, wh- where do you think the, the advantages are for, for each team? You know, if, if this ends up going well for Purdue, what does that look like? And uh, conversely, if it, if it doesn't go well Saturday afternoon, what, it, what does that kind of look like for, for the Boilermakers? Well, to me, this is pretty simple for Purdue. Based on Iowa's season so far, they've feasted on turnovers. They've given the ball to the offense, an excellent field position. The offense has taken advantage of that, and they've been able to beat people. I mean, that's it's pretty simple. You can't Purdue can't turn the ball over, and you know, if they do, they're going to lose. That's just that's that's the bottom line, and their offense is going to have to stay on the field. Uh, that's converting third downs, um, and then if they get in the red zone, they got to score touchdowns. You know, that's that's how it has to look for Purdue. And if you're not going to get in the red zone, then you better be hitting some 50-yard bombs uh, or getting some big plays uh, to get in the end zone because you're just you're not going to win. You don't win in college football by kicking field goals every week. There are games where it happens, but this is not one of those games, you know, and Iowa obviously wants to continue to, to feast on turnovers. Um, you know, they would love to take David Bell out of the game. That's easier said than done. Um, and of course they want to lean on their running game. They want to lean on their offensive line 
to keep the ball, get time of possession, limit Purdue's uh, possessions. But Purdue just cannot, um, you know, they just cannot turn the ball over, and they need to get some turnovers. They haven't had a turnover in three games. They've had one meaningful turnover this year that came in the opener. So they need to find a way to to turn the turn Iowa over, and that's that's really hard to do, as you as you know, that is very difficult to do because they just don't make those kind of mistakes. He is Carmen underscore JC on Twitter. Give him a follow there and follow his work at the Journal and Courier in Lafayette. Mike, thank you as always for the time. Really appreciate it today. All right, thank you for having me. There you have it. Don't turn the ball over. Run the ball well. Stop David Bell. That last one might be harder harder to do than than it sounds, but uh, I, I like Iowa's chances in this game. We will have this covered from all angles all week long at HawkeyeNation.com. And join uh, Joe Schmelka, Trent Condon, and myself for the Hawkeye Nation radio show. It's every Thursday on KXNO Radio here in Des Moines and iHeartRadio, wherever you are, uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock at night. And then it gets posted here on this feed, the podcast feed at Hawkeye Nation. Search Hawkeye Nation wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the, the Generate Hawkeyes podcast from Trent Condon and uh, all the work we've got going on at HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you so much for listening. Go Hawks! <laughs>